But yeah. even if it is like, for example, council properties. Fact, even that, yeah. As you know, right to buy. 100%. I'm te- I, I tell the everyone. Best, the best everyone, wow. The best scheme out there. I tell everyone, please. Yeah. Please. It doesn't matter if you're on a council, but go and get yeah, your yeah, flat. Yeah, yeah, yeyeah. Yo, people, welcome back to the Property Strategist Podcast. You're here today with your boy, Kenny. And who else have we got? Yeah, you got, you got your boy Akin in the building. And, and uh, today we've got a special guest. As we've always. A very, very special guest as today. Always. This is someone that you need to know about, that you probably don't know about yet, but today you're going to know all about him. Yeah, he's the, he's the man behind the, he's, you know, a special platform. That's it, man he's behind a special things. platform. Yeah, so yeah. without further ado, we want to welcome Kofi from Million Pound Homes. Tell, tell them, say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, what's going on, people? Yeah, 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 Kofi from Million Pound Homes. Um, but... You know, we'll, we'll get into the how that even came about. And yeah, all, all yeah. That kind of nice stuff, to have you in the building, bro, yeah, man. Thank you. You also give us a nice present as well. I appreciate so, it. So, guys, make sure when you come next time, you yeah, give you us a nice present. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. We're, we're not, not going to promote. No problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> our brands today. You know, I always like to come you know, with yeah. gifts. Oh, and nah, I appreciate you having me on your platform. No worries, man. No worries. But let's start from the beginning, man, because we see your platform and we think, okay, it's got a lot of followers. It's got uh, great properties on there. There's something he's doing here that's a bit different than you know other platforms that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, you don't show your face on the platform as well. So, mm-hmm. but we want to know a little bit about you. Like, you know, what's your background? You know, where did you sort of grow up and things like that? Yeah. Um, and go from there. And we'll, we'll get into the property stuff. Cool. So, um, I grew up in Brixton. Yeah. Um, was there till I was about 13. Both parents, dad, mum. Um, dad moved to Ethiopia when I was 10. Oh, he started wow. working for the UN. Oh, wow. Um, so when he moved, we moved to West Norwood. Uh, when I was 14, so obviously that we're all African or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your parents say to you, all right, cool. Like, if you don't do this, you're going back to Ghana. <laughs> you know, and hey. obviously, you, you, you don't think you're serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 14 came, I got sent back. Hey, it's a real wow. thing. You're one of them, man. It's a, yeah, 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 it's, it's, it's a real wow. thing. It's a real thing. So, wow. um, so I went back to Ghana, 14 to 16, I was there. So I actually okay. done my GCSEs out there. Wow. wow. Um, and I went, went, met one of my good friends and business partner. And I own a lot of properties with him now, James. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came back, 16, um, doing, uh, what was it, A-levels. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't that good at school anyway, to be fair. Like, okay, it was, it was, I was wasting everyone's time, to be fair. <laughs> so I, I used to work a lot during A-levels. Mm. And um, but because I, w- I wasn't that good at school, I thought I need to be like, I need to be ahead of everyone. So I was mm. always very hardworking. Mm. Got you. Um, so when I, I got a job in River Island at 16, and I'd w- work a lot of hours. Okay. Uh, so that was obviously a good experience trying to like figure out work ethic and communicating with people, building relationships, sales, etc. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> obviously, it's it's um it's retail, but at the same time, you're building a lot of skills from it. Yeah, mm. um, like customer service. And yeah, like, like customer service. It's like talking to people, mm, just seeing yeah, yeah, yeah. like somebody wants this. Okay, but you can recommend that as well. Yeah, and it's just building relationships. So, mm. so I worked in River Island, um, and then went to uni. Went to University of Hertfordshire. Okay. Um, How was that for you? That was an interesting experience. Yeah, um, a lot of partying, or is it? Or do you head down, focusing? Um, let's not go into details. No, nah, <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not go into details. <laughs> a bit of both. A bit of both. Yeah, man. Yeah, Hartfordshire is interesting because it's not 
So obviously it's outside of London, yeah, but it's yeah. not that far from London. So oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people from London go to Hertfordshire. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? But a lot of people bring their nonsense from London to Hertfordshire. True. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes it didn't really feel that separate. Okay, fair enough. I, mm. I, would, I would say that. Um, but I went to, so I went to Hertfordshire and I studied physiology. Yep. So I did a foundation year the first year. Yep. Um, and then went on to do physiology. Um, but by the, the second, third year, yep. once again, education is not for me. I realized that. Yeah, yeah. So I would work a lot. I'd work 12 hour days. Wow. Um, wow. Just because as I said before, I'd rather work hard than just be like terrible at yeah, education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I was looking for other jobs and I came across a job at Barclays. Okay. Um, and it was for a cashier role. Okay. And funny enough, it was between en Enterprise and Barclays. Mm -hmm. And the Enterprise job was, I think it was 17K, but, and it was 50 hours a week. Wow. Damn. And it was at Heathrow. And those shifts were like 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. Wait, but 17K? I'll, yeah, 17K. 50 hours a week? But it was the, you know, the, like, the people that open the barriers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I applied for that job. Mm. And the reason why I applied for it, because I was in my head, I was thinking, I'm not going to get the grades to get on the grad scheme. Uh, so if I worked for the company before that point, then if yeah. I can work my way up, I yeah, can yeah, get, yeah, yeah, twang one of the managers yeah, and yeah, yeah. be like, yeah, I'm, I'm smart, bring yeah, me in. Because yeah. I'm not going to get the grades. So I'm not yeah, going to get a one. Um, so I went for that interview and the, they knew what my plan was. Okay. So they were saying, look, if you take this job, there's no way for you to upgrade. I said, yeah, no, man, it's fine. I'll, I'll take it. Because you can always, you can always yeah, negotiate yeah, your way yeah, into yeah, a situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they saw right through what I was doing. So they didn't give me the job, even though the interview was amazing. They yeah, didn't give me the job. But the Barclays interview was terrible. Okay. But they gave me the job. Oh, wow. So I started working in Barclays, but I told, but they were like, they can't do part-time. It has to be full-time. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So I was doing Tuesdays to Saturdays mm -hmm. at um, Barclays mm -hmm. and I was going to uni on Mondays. Okay. Wow. So then I told my um, head of program, head of year, whatever it is, mm -hmm. that look, I, uni's not for me. Yeah. I found a job this might work for me long-term. Mm. So if I don't turn up to lectures, is that cool? Mm. And she was she was very cool. She was oh, like, wow. look, as long as you go on this day or for these kind of lectures, then you're fine. Mm. So I was going, yeah, uni on Mondays, I was doing work on, uni work on Sundays. And then Tuesday to Saturday, I was working in Barclays amazing. as a cashier. Wow, that's amazing. So you're already stuck in uni then. You're already yeah, yeah, yeah. So money. I was saving money, um, saving money. But the good thing about working in retail banking is you get to speak to people that are, they've got money or they're not in the best financial position and you can understand how people got to that. Mm. And then you start to see a trend of like even behavioral patterns. Mm. So sometimes you can even see, you can even see somebody walking through the door. You even, you know, if they might be an overdraft or you know, if they've got a good Tell amount of savings. Tell us you know, something, like, give, us, give, us, <laughs> give me something. Like, it's, uh, or or they, rather, give yeah. me one of the habits that you notice that, yeah, that people are doing. Yeah. Just one or so, black people. Just people. No, I can say black people. Oh, 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 I said say black people. Oh, I can say black people. people. Hey, guys, don't cover me. Listen, don't cover What are some of the habits? Positive or negative? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive and negative habits that you saw. Um. So I learned this through, um, obviously working, but then obviously yeah. like looking into things yourself. Mm -hmm. Is that? Mm -hmm. Saving for some people or a lot of people is, is really not going to take you anywhere. You need mm. to earn more money. Mm. For example, you need, whether it's, um, if it's one thing that you're focusing on, focus on getting a pay rise, whether it's 10K, that's, you know, £500 a month extra or whatever mm. it is. It's going to be much easier for you to look at whether it's freelancing opportunities or getting a better salary or promotion, etc., than trying to save 500 pound or mm. 700 pound especially in a climate like this mm -hmm. so i realized that a lot of the p 
people that we we were seeing, they were high earners and things like that. They were they had multiple sources of income, so it's easier for them to do more things. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't say it's a habit, but I would say it's more of a, a focus or something to prioritize if you're looking at how do you put yourself in a better financial position. But you, once again, you're not going to save yourself yeah. into riches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to carry on then, you were working in the bank and you noticed some things, you were able to chat to people and notice. Yeah, yeah so where did you go from there? Like how, yeah. How do we get there? So really and truly the... And sorry, how does this transition into property as well? So yeah, yeah. when I was speaking to people and understanding how people were making money yeah. and all that kind of stuff, you see a lot of developers, yeah. you see a lot of investors, yeah. um, people that had multiple um, mortgages coming out of their personal account, etc. So you'd be wondering, mm. like, what's that about? Or why do you have so many mortgages? Or why do you have so many different yeah, things? And then they'll talk to you about that. And um, you would see that consistently. And I've even seen through Million Pound Homes, a lot of people that live in certain types of homes or are doing certain things they're they've been in property or they're a property mm. developer or something like that so it's you start the, it's the most common it was it was very common wow. for for people okay. that were doing well i would say wow. they were they were developers wow. yeah. so that made me think okay so clearly there's something here mm. yeah. um and that's when i started looking into property yeah. fortunately because i went to banking i could get a good understanding of mortgages etc yeah. so at that time that's when i explored getting my first property okay. Um, and my first property was my friend James. It was a mixed-use property in Blackburn. Okay. Two-bedroom flat upstairs and a barber shop downstairs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a different. That's kind of a different one for a first property. Well, yeah. Why'd you go down that route? Yeah. So the reason why we done that is because we were looking for cash flow. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So I'm I'm sure most people have said this, but rich dad, poor dad opens your eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> <laughs> it, it opens your eyes to many different 100%. things. Mm-hmm. And that was I read that in like, my first year working in, in Barclays. I listened to it, mm-hmm. audio book. And um, I was thinking, we need cash flow. We need cash flow. So there's no point of buying a buy-to-let. That's if we're going to be very low yield. You're mm-hmm. not going to you're gonna make a few yeah. hundred pounds a month or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Where mixed-use properties, we found had a better yield, etc. So even if, for example, the flat, the flat is empty, at least you've got the barbershop who's in a long lease. Yeah. Oh, so you wanted to still maintain the mixed-use of it, yeah. basically. Yeah, okay. yeah, we weren't converting it. We, weren't, we just wanted the income. Okay, so on. we saved up a certain amount of money and we bought the mixed use yeah. property mm-hmm. and it was about 13% yield. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and and you kept it as barbershop for on the bottom floor. Oh, nice. Kept nice. it up right up until we sold it recently. Mm-hmm. Um and the barber was consistent on the, the barber business was consistent in paying and no, no issues. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 but yeah, that was our that was our first property. Okay, cool. And um after that we bought uh, some new builds, but we bought at discount. Okay. Um, so I bought another one in like Sunbury. Okay. And um, Sunbury, what area is that? It's like Sunbury on Thames, it's near Staines. Staines, okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when you say discount, how were you able to get that discount? So, because it was developer was struggling to sell, so mm. really and truly they were happy to let it go at twenty percent discount. Mm. So we were able to. So I borrowed. No, me and my friend borrowed money from friends, etc. And we're like, yeah. look, this is a great opportunity. Let's buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one there wasn't really a proper strategy. It was just let's, let's just get it. Let's just get it. Just vibes. Just do it. <laughs> let's just let's just get yeah. it. And then um, the next one after that was we got um, six flats in Norwich. Mm, wow. um, six new build flats. They sold that to us at twenty five percent discount. Wow. Mm. And and, uh, bought, bought them as a block. Or? Yeah, so it was, a, it was an office converted into residential. Yeah, okay, and cool. they it was forty five units. So they had sold thirty nine. They only needed to sell the remaining six. Okay, mm. cool. So and we came along basically saying that look, we've got this unorthodox structure, which mm. means that we can buy your flats very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's that's basically. It was a cash buy? I'm assuming auction or. So they were 
there was um I won't yeah, I won't even say that. There was an agent, yeah. but they were selling below market value okay. deals. Mm. So they approached us basically saying that look, there's an opportunity here, you can buy it at this discount. Now the problem is with a lot of below market value deals is that well, at the time from what I remember, they we couldn't we would have to put a deposit down. Mm. Even if it was a below market value deal, we wouldn't be able to use the discount. Now some lenders can do it, some can't from our understanding, mm. if you use bridging finance, they may be able to, et cetera, mm. but we needed on, needed it on a buy-to-let mortgage. So they weren't going to use a discount. Okay. Um, so what we did is we set up a corporate structure where basically we had two companies and one company was going to be buying the flats at full market value. Mm. And then the developer was going to invest the 25% deposit into a separate company mm. that we set up. So essentially, and that company would loan the money to the company that was buying the flats. Wow. So essentially oh. it will be it will be a full price purchase, yeah. but really and truly we're only buying it for 75%. Cool. How, did you, how did you start? Is this a broker? This was no, broker? so this is me and my friend, but my friend worked in, he worked in uh, wealth management. Ah, so in wow. business is quite a common transaction yeah. in corporate, like com- corporate oh, transaction is quite yeah, common, yeah, yeah. whereas in property it's not. So we had to get a commercial lawyer and a residential lawyer on it because it, it was yeah, quite yeah, different because yeah, yeah. it was a simultaneous transaction. Mm-hmm. And is this a strategy you'd use again or is it just for that deal? For so you? I would use it again, yeah. but it was a hassle. I'm, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't know. It was a, it was a hassle. Mm. And doing certain transactions like that increases your legal fees, mm, yeah. um, et cetera. So it, it, was, it, was a, it was a good way to do it. And if my sole focus was on property investments and bulk purchasing and things like that, then I'll do it or I'll buy limited com- uh, bulk per- um, properties in limited companies. Okay. I would, I'll do it like that. Okay, cool. yeah. But And, it, um, and in terms of raising finance for these deals, like how were we able to do that? Was this from the previous properties that you had or was it like loans as well from friends? So that, that was friends, loans, etc. Because mm-hmm. on that deal, we didn't have to pay, put a deposit down. It was mm-hmm. only transactional fees, but the transactional fees were expensive, stamp duty, legal mm-hmm. fees. Um, surveys, etc. Yeah, yeah, so, but I that remember, was just more friends. See, if that makes sense to us, but I remember we did one TikTok where mm. we said, "Yeah, borrowed the money from a friend." We got slewed in the comment. <laughs> Essentially, slewed basically, the there's, there's, there's a project that we're doing in the uh, in Canik in Birmingham, and we're yeah. raising private finance mm. to cover part of the, the deposit. Yeah. Um, and as part of TikTok, I said, "Yeah, we'll borrow X amount from friends and family to pay pay it off." Because yeah, that's what everyone, we're, cause that's what like in our circle that's what we're used to you know what yeah. I mean? that's quite common. But why were they slewing you? What was the like? Oh, I think so it, your it, friends are just gonna have fifty k or twenty k or this that. But I don't think we get yeah the context of like yeah, for example just, you can have a friend that's just going inheritance or let's just remortgage a house or or know, just stacks or just or money. yeah or, <laughs> or just save money. And that's that's the funny thing I think like because we a lot of the time when you see these comments and some sometimes it happens on million pound homes or, or mm. whatever it is that people are like who has this money yeah who yeah. can do this <laughs> how did they do this to myself like and and to be fair i used to think like that mm. slightly as well like mm. who has even me so 20 k- yeah, yeah like you would right? think that yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, then you see a lot of content online will be like raising private finance yeah, yeah? yeah, yeah. for mm. example and okay we find an investor he has 50k in savings yeah. and we give him a certain percentage yeah. and then i get it some people will be like well who has 50k in savings yeah, yeah 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 obviously there's different places where you can find investors but at the same time even whether it's a a family friend or if it's an uncle or somebody you don't even realise yeah, yeah, has yeah, that yeah, money yeah, saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you put yourself out there saying, look, I am looking for this, this is my process or mm. I'm giving fixed returns, somebody is going to make themselves yeah, known. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, think, I'm I'm think, I think this That's year, it. I think they were making a priority to kind of show that to the community. I think there's a misconception that, I don't know, our community don't have money or something like that where 
just by going to your auntie at church yeah. and saying, auntie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you have five ham- homes in the yeah, yeah. that you bought 20 years ago <laughs> and I know you got some equity built there. Do you 100%. mind if I go to Liverpool and help you invest and yeah. I'll take a percentage of that? There you go. It's as easy as that. It doesn't have to be mad, mad complicated. But that, that's this the thing that you just said, mm. for example. So a lot of people would ask, so like my um, home in Brixton, mm. as I said, that's the home that we grew up in, yeah. but I own that house with my parents now yeah, yeah. and I've owned it since 2015. Mm. Now, obviously there was a inherent inheritance tax thing that that's yeah, the reason yeah. why, mm. main reason why we've done it. So obviously now I wouldn't have to pay inheritance tax on that property. Yeah, 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 yeah. But really and truly, my dad was like, look, when we were um, remortgaging the property, because he wanted it to money to do other things. My mum wanted to do other things, etc. Mm. He was like, look, if you want to take a certain amount of money to go and buy more property, mm. you can. Mm. But Just if like you that. think about the amount of, like you said, aunties and uncles or parents mm. or whatever it is that have mm. homes mm-hmm. and they've had the homes mm. since the 19s, 19, uh, 90s or whatever, that's... then everyone can do it to some yeah, extent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even if it is, like, for example, council properties. Fact, even that, yeah. As you know, right to buy. 100%. I'm te- I, I tell the everyone. Best, the best, everyone, wow. the best scheme out there. I tell everyone, please. Yeah, please. It doesn't matter if you're in a council, but go and get yeah, your yeah, flat. Yeah, 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 just yeah, yeah. Get I don't care if it's in Woolies, Beckham, just, just anywhere go and get your flat. London is making sense. Mm. It just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever your situation is, if, as I said, if it's, if you are in a council flat or if your your parents have did buy their home a few mm. years ago, you mm. can speak to your parents and say, look, this is what the situation is or this is what I've seen. Mm. Maybe they might not trust you yet. Maybe they need to see like your, you know, you've got a better idea that they want to maybe invest in to some extent yep. or there's a certain property deal that they want to invest in with you. Mm. Maybe you just have to wait. Mm. But there's there's options. Yeah, there's a, there's you're, a you're, lot you're, of options. You're touching on an important point. I think every, everyone that can and has raised you know, finance for deals, I think we're, well, you're considered, I don't know, special. You you know, you come from a privileged background. My parents didn't give me no money. Yeah. I think the first investment I came from was actually for a rent to rent deal. And this is just for my boy. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be every deal, like we're buying a property. Yeah. I think he we put together 4K for yeah, a deal yeah. and he had 2K, had 2K. Yeah. That was, that's still raising finance. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. And then no, the second deal came from um, an investor that I was managing properties for mm. and he's a director. Mm. And he was just like, yeah, you saw some properties. For me and my friends, why don't you just get one together? And it's, yeah. It doesn't. It happens more naturally than you think it does. It's not like you 100%. just go online and say, I want, or yeah. sometimes now, but it doesn't happen like that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I will say like as that. well yeah. that you put yourself out there you for put yourself it to out happen. There. Yeah, for you it you don't just sit back and let something hopefully happen and exactly. wish for something. Like, yeah. You actually put yourself out there. You let them know, this is, this is what I do. And they came to you and said, yeah. okay, let's talk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. A, the funny thing. So even when with that, like when we bought the Norwich flats, so we were, obviously it was a big transaction. Mm. So we were speaking to different people to see like how we can raise the money mm. or whether we should give the deal to someone else. Or, mm. But I remember at the time people would say, uh, don't worry about the money. Like the money will come. Just make sure the deal <laughs> you is good. You said that a lot in property. Yeah. You think to yourself, how? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, they do that a lot in property. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bring and the deal. The money will come. Out, it it always works because. I don't know how. And that's when you realize that like, money actually isn't the problem. Yeah, it's yeah, the quality yeah, of yeah, the deal. Yeah, yeah, if you've got a good quality yeah, deal yeah, and you've got a good network, you've got access, then you'll be able. The deal's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. The deal's not good enough. The deal's not good enough. Numbers aren't good enough. Yeah, and I think another great point actually is um, there's something I noticed is that the older community really do want to work with us. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, for example, you have a lot of people that are in their 40s, 50s, work really good jobs or they're retired or etc. They don't want to run around. Yeah. They don't want to do nope. the work. They, they're tired. They've, they've done all the work for the last 25, 100%. 30 years. Mm-hmm. They want you as their younger cousin, nephew, yeah. cousin, whatever it is, community, 
go and do the work to go and find that deal to source it to manage it mm. etc and handle that process so everyone has the opportunity you know yeah, what I mean yeah. if the fact you live in London you know what I mean your boss's yeah. uncle yeah. sister's mum has money just yeah, yeah, I say yeah. I think it's just about putting yourself out putting there. yourself out yeah. There. so yeah. yeah so that's a good point so you yeah. know what is yeah I'm, I'm actually loving the fact that because we're going to get into million pound homes now mm. but I love the fact that you come from a property background. Do you mm. know what I say? Your mm. foundations are yeah. in seeing your parents do it. Yeah, yeah. Building yourself up in terms of working, having your own credibility, understanding, reading the books, doing the education, mm-hmm. doing your own deals. Mm-hmm. So how does Million Pound Homes come about? Like, where does that come into the story? So when randomly on, it was like a Sunday, 5 a.m., like I was just thinking, I need to find new deals find a way to find new deals. So I was looking at, obviously Right Moving Zipplers is, is there, but yeah. I was looking at social media to think, is somebody gonna post something? Or I was just looking anywhere, whether it's Facebook mm. or Instagram. So then I set up, um, so I went on Instagram, but you know when you go on Instagram, if you look at property and you like property, then you start seeing all these American homes, all these yeah, Australian yeah, homes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously it's the algorithm pushing property your way. Mm-hmm. So. In the UK, there wasn't anything like that. So you might see Knight Frank or you might see Savills. Yeah. They might post some properties, but it was very early days for them. Mm. But in terms of other platforms, there wasn't many mm. or any really. Yeah. So I said, okay, fine. Million dollar homes in America or whatever it is, million dollar listings, million pound homes, let's do the UK mm. version. So I set up that Instagram. That was May 2018. Um, and I'll go on Rightmove and I'll take some homes. I'll type in 50 million pounds homes in Surrey and then I'll just take the pictures I'll post it on Instagram yeah. mm. at the beginning the page was terrible the pictures <laughs> the quality of the images were terrible um, there was black spaces around everything mm. and I was just posting at three yeah, times a day just yeah, yeah. blurry pictures yeah, yeah, yeah. but I didn't know these areas existed so uh, it was like almost like research for at me the same time. Mm. at the same time yeah, yeah. so then I, to be fair I even stopped looking for the property deals as much and just started looking at these areas and yeah. obviously it's aspirational but it's interesting as well mm. to, to look yeah. at it but then interesting, like, so what I noticed is that you went high-end mm-hmm. straight away. Like, yeah. these are high-end homes, mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? Million-pound homes. So my thing is, like, did you always have that intention or was the intention to, yeah, like, what was the intention? There was no it? plan, no intention, no nothing. Just wanted to put it something looked, out. It looked this. nice. Mm. <laughs> I, I said the areas looked nice. So and it was I said genuine interest of yours. It was just interesting. Was it for you? Like, was it for, maybe one, like, not maybe, one day I'm going to live in one of these areas and I want to identify what area I want to live in, I guess, essentially. Or was it that? It wasn't even really that. It oh, was okay. people need to see this. Okay. Like it was more like how I don't know these areas. Uh, do exactly. people really do people know this exists? So this even relates back to a lot of my um earlier experiences where as I said, because I, I felt like I wasn't as smart as other people, yeah. I'd be like, Okay, once I learned this, I'm like, Did everyone know everyone else knew this and I didn't know this? How did mm. like how did I not mm. know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when I give information, if I learned something with my friends, I'm like, no, everyone has to know this. Mm. When I got a job at Barclays, I referred 13 people. Mm. When I got a job wow. at Waitrose, I referred like all my friends. Mm. I'm wow. like, everybody Love has to know man. this. So I had the same concept with Million Pound Homes. Mm. Like everybody, had, everybody has to know these areas exist. Mm. Yeah, nice so then I just put it out there and I was posting. And as I said, it was it was growing, growing naturally. But to be fair, I didn't really care about it that much. I was working in Barclays. I was a corporate relationship mm. manager. I was bored out of my mind. So I was just posting on right, mm. taking pictures. And posting every day. Yeah. It, it, it was yeah. when it got to lockdown that mm, okay. that's when um, I was like, you know what, I need to I need to do something different because yeah. you're at home, it's doom and gloom, but at the same time, people are being more entrepreneurial. You're hearing people mm-hmm. buying this and selling for this, mm-hmm. and people are making a lot of money. And when I 
so I spoke to one of my friends and he saw the name Million Pound Homes who had a crap logo and the page was just not the best. Mm. He was like, look, if you fix this up, it could be something like mm. proper. And then I thought about it and I was looking at even like my property experience, whether it was from the transactional, the transactional element. And I was thinking, you know what, actually it could be. So I cleaned it up, changed the logo. Um, and then I just started posting every single day, like mm. three times a day. Mm. And I would get pictures from Zipla sold archives okay. where it would be before images and it would say the, the house oh, was yeah, a million yeah, pounds. Yeah. Then I'll go on house mm. and it will say, it will have this, uh, the newer pictures, but then you can see that actually the house was sold for three million pounds. Wow. So I'll put the before and after pictures, then I'll put it in the description yeah. and then I'll take the copy and then oh, I'll post it. So I'm basically doing that three times a day. Sick. And it's almost like blogging and documenting yeah, what, what, whatever it is. But um, at that time, mm. obviously people were interested in it, but what I found was that a lot of people were looking for these kind of homes mm. and they couldn't find it on um, Rightmove and Zipla. Mm. The homes were going too quickly because people wanted more space. They wanted more garden space. People were living in flats. They wanted to move outside of London to mm. bigger homes. Mm. People wanted to renovate mm. their homes, so they were following the page for aspirational yeah. or inspiration or mm. um, home renovation ideas. Yeah. So I'm looking to renovate my home right now. Mm. I use million pound homes as mm. like my yeah. my source of. I was going to say, I've got a question there. Like, have you noticed a trend in regards to areas and price points that sell? You know, in that luxury you know, high-end yeah. market. Is there like certain areas you go, okay, yeah, that, you know, if you see a, a million pound house in that area, it's it's going, like it's going in a week or so. Yeah, 100%. So most of the homes that we sold was in home counties. Okay. We didn't even really do that much in London, I think. Wow. Off the, off the top of my head. It was more like Hofshire, Buckinghamshire, yeah. Surrey. And they saw the biggest change in, in the million pound, million pound plus bracket, they saw the biggest change. So it was wow. like, um, home counties or East England, East Midlands, mm. Wales had a massive change, mm. for example. So um, London, obviously, it's, London's been expensive, yeah. but a lot of these people realise that there's there's more outside of London. Definitely. They don't need to be in London because they're not travelling to the office yeah. five days a week now. They might have to come in once a week or That's remote nice. working just helped. So people were moving out and yeah. they got more space and they got more value for money. Yeah. But the funny thing is as well, it kind of, went against people as well because now everyone's everybody's moving the prices are just going crazy mm. so it's just more about comfort and through million pound homes we had a lot of people coming to mm. us saying i'm a cash buyer i've got five million pounds yeah. um yeah. help me find a home <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah now at first no wait before you even get there <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah, a bit mad like, you can't be dropping that one because you can't okay. just drop that one anyhow like, that. <laughs> like before you get there let's yeah. read it okay so yeah, right bring it now, back bring it back you've gone <laughs> from a page that you've just started. Yeah. I've seen it today. It's at 183 k yeah, followers, yeah, yeah, yeah. thousand. That's 180. So yeah, cool. How did you go? Like where? Like what? Where this? was the turning point? So where you realized, hey, I can really do something with this, make money from this. May May 2020. That was I was on 3,000 followers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And from when I started posting the more I would say blog type posts before and after, etc. Um, we were growing about three, 4,000 followers a week. Wow. So at that point, obviously you're getting a lot of people reposting and likes and comments and DMs and and things like that. And you don't really take it too serious because the idea is that it's, it's social media. So mm. people are not going to come through social media to buy a, a million pound home. Yeah, so it's just documenting you. the process. Mm. And it was one guy that was like, I'm looking, my budget's 1.2 million. Um, can you help me find a home? I was like, bro, is this... Is this serious? 
I'm, I always oh, carry, on, on, but yeah, <laughs> carry on. Like, carry on. And but it's so good because you open up a circle for other people's, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean, yeah, to yeah. come to you. But yeah, go on. One point. So it was like I got one point two million. This is, this is my cash. budget. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so it was it was cash, but it was like, but obviously at that at that time I was thinking that's it's a lot because mm. it is a lot. Yes, hundred percent. Obviously, it's a lot. Obviously, when you look in the market and you look at homes at one point two million, especially mm. in London, you're like, okay, it's not. It doesn't get you much. Of course. So, when he said it, I was like, okay, is this real? I remember telling my missus, like, somebody actually DM'd asking for a home. Mm. So I went to look for all these deals. I went, contacted all these agents yep. and said, all right, cool, what properties? And, and then I was speaking to agents and they were like, but where's the lead from? I was like, oh, it's from Instagram. Mm. Like, okay, um, yeah, yeah, we'll send you some deals. Mm. They didn't send you, they didn't wow. send me anything. Mm. So I found some on-market stuff, sent it to him, but obviously he'd seen all the on-market stuff. Mm. So it was a bit of a waste of time for myself and for him. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that you know what, that is, there's clearly some transactional value here if people are saying, there's people are seeing that they can come to me and ask if I can help them find a home. Mm-hmm. 100%. Which is basically property sourcing. Yes, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. when I started posting more homes that were on the market saying, oh, this home is for sale mm-hmm. or a home that was sold, then people would ask mm-hmm. me, ah, oh, so is this home for sale? Or um, an agent will come mm-hmm. to me and say, can I advertise my new listing? Wow. Um, a developer will say, oh, um, can you help me find um, clients that are looking to do private, private client builds, build yep. their home? So it became, basically became a lead generation platform wow. for people go. in the property business. Um, so we were making money through ads, through um, referrals, and that was from July 2020. Yep. Um, and then the first um, buyer that kind of like confused me a little bit was... Mm. Um, I was it August September? Somebody came came and said, "Look, I've um, made a lot of money through PPE, and okay. um, it, it was a it was a good amount of money. But I got five million pounds cash. I want to buy a home. Mm. Then I want to spend eight million pounds on a home for my brother, and then I got a million pound budget for um, another family member. Wow! So <laughs> obviously, at that point, that's, that's what I was saying. It was a bit like." Wow, Whoa. this is a bit. This is a bit much. So, yeah. that's when I made sure that okay, fine. Essentially, I'm property sourcing, yeah. so we need to make sure we got all the right things in of place. Course, of course. So, um, insurances, yeah. AML, all, all of that. Yeah, all I got of everything. That, yeah. So, I made him send me proof of funds. Sent me a bank statement, um, showing all the funds, etc., where the funds came from, yeah. and um, then I could go to developers and say, "Look, I've got this person." Yeah. And then one developer I went to, he was like, "Look." Tell me, like, what, what's going on? Mm. You got this through Instagram. Are you sure? Like, yeah. d- d- tell me yeah. the truth. Because you yeah. were the first doing this. It's crazy how you've created your own angle to that. I mean, you, like, I, I love your honesty in the sense where you didn't plan to do this. That's but, right. you know, for you to be able to connect with people on that kind of, you know, with that kind of money through yeah. an Instagram, that's kind of crazy. I mean, were they shocked to see your face as well? Like, hmm? You know, so this, this so that's or... so that's why I didn't put my face out at the beginning. Uh, of course, yeah. Now, obviously, there's there's obvious things, but mm. then there's other factors you take into consideration, like age. Mm. So I'm young, really and truly. This young, young black boy mm. is he really gonna know where the million pound homes are, mm. or the right million pound homes, or has he got the right connections? Like, yeah, is he? Yeah, yeah. So was that ever a conversation with any of the clients? Or no, okay. no, because not. at the yeah. point that they've met me, it's like they might go, ah. Oh. Yeah. But they've already spoken to me long yeah, enough to yeah. know I know what I'm talking and about. And then they go with to. property, if you're giving value. They're, you give you, value. You're giving the that service that they need. They don't care. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I provided the value first before yeah. they saw me. That so then it. at that point, it's like there's, 
if you then turn around and say you don't want to deal with me, then you're an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah in my yeah, head, yeah, it don't make no sense. Simple. So, um, but that ties into my um, experience with financial services okay. and property before mm, and property sourcing exactly. and being in property exactly. and knowing where the deals mm, are, exactly, etc. Exactly. So, so, yeah. so, so with them, did you end up finding a deal? Or what was it? So we oh, found, yeah, yeah, yeah so we found, we found a five million pound, it was a five and a half million pound home. That one fell through on the day of exchange. Damn, through, crazy. Through, um, yeah, there was multiple things that went wrong mm -hmm. in, in that deal. Um, but How long do these processes last as well? Because they're cash buyers. Does it yeah. still last a long time? It still takes time his one was a bit different because um there was an issue around source of wealth okay, okay. so that 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 was th a thing that delayed it but mm. really and truly the same thing in a million pound plus transaction was a okay uh, or, or in a 50k it's, it's similar process okay, 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 um okay, similar process okay, cool, so cool, 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 there's there's not there's not that much difference. commission i mean after i mean but commission yeah. on that i mean those the kind of did so it end if, up selling by the way no that, that one didn't end up okay. going through obviously okay. that one was painful because it was a oh, five and a half million okay. pound deal but okay. the agents are getting like one percent one and a half percent on those kind of deals okay so obviously that would have been a nice and that would have been my first deal yeah, yeah, yeah. but then that just made me why i was silly on that deal yeah. is because I was really excited about making sure that goes through. So I, I was like, look, make, we'll, we'll make sure it goes through. Yeah. What I should have done is remarket the property and just go and find somebody oh, else. But yeah. I was too, ego like, yeah, too eager. Like I was saying to him, yeah, yeah we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And he's, yeah, we're going to buy other properties. But to be fair, he, he just wasted my time, mm. if I'm being honest. But then I learned from yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we we just kept it, kept it going like that. So we were partnering up with estate agents, they had a listing, we'll do an exclusive ah. uh, market and then we'll sell the home through social media and then yeah. we'll take a commission split. Wow. Or somebody we want to do an advert, then we'll do adverts. Or short stays, we did uh, made a good amount of money through short stays. So if somebody wants to rent one of these homes for a week, then you have a relationship with either an owner or management company yeah. and then we would do a lead through that. Wow. Um, so really it was just lead generation through mm. and for property What was the most lucrative, I guess, angle or stream? So the the biggest home we sold was a five million pound home okay. in West Midlands. Oh, um, where about in Sutton Coalfield? Oh, Coalfield. yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a lot of money. There's, yeah, there's a lot of big houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah Coalfield yeah, yeah. is so, like a booming area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like Sutton Coalfield, Solihull, those are like mm, yeah, obviously big yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we sold a home um, via Instagram, same concept. So we went up, we shot a video, mm. um, the agent. Thing. So the agent, a lot of those agents in home counties or like in the regions, so mm -hmm. the way that they operate is they know all the local people, all the local families, mm -hmm. the people with money. Mm -hmm. So they would go out to them if a home's going, like it's about to go on the market, they'll go out to them first. Mm -hmm. But in areas like Sutton Coalfield, um, there's not that many families that have money. Mm -hmm. So the agent, unless they put it on right move, the agent's not Makes necessarily going to have that reach. Ah. Okay. So That's she, what value is added in, yeah. Exactly. So she came to me and said, look, we want to do an exclusive thing with you. Um, you put it on your socials, if you sell, then we'll do a commission split. Yeah. So we did a fee split on, on, on that deal. But we put it on Instagram. It went, first day we put it out, we had seven viewings booked. Yeah. The first person that contacted me went and saw it, I think in two days. Mm. He agreed to sell that day. He wow. bought it cash. Wow. Um, Just like that. I think he nah, sold- There's money out there. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah there's money out there. There's money out there. He bought it cash. He was a, he was a young guy as well. I think he might've been that in the 30s or 40s, early 40s. Yeah, yeah. He sold his company, uh, made a good amount of money. Yeah. He was looking for his dream home. So he went in, he saw that home, he bought everything, took the furniture, literally. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. He, he took, he took yeah. everything as that, it, So that was the most, I'll say lucrative. Mm. Yeah, that's, that was a question I was asked. Like, um, because it's Instagram, do you tend to see that a lot of your clients that come to buy properties are more from a younger, like, 
question. Younger background or is it do you yeah. attract all ages or what so do you tend to see? Forties, fifties yeah. is like late late thirties to, mm. to, to early fifties. Mm. Um but it's um a lot of the times it was kids as well. So mm. the kids will they would know that their parents are looking for a home. So they'll yeah. say, Oh like, mum, dad, have you seen this property? And then they'll show them show them mm. my Instagram. Yeah. So we had a few viewings like that. Wow. Mm. Um so Amazing. yeah, but I, I would say it's more the it's not necessarily the age, it's the style of the home. So okay. with um like I like modern homes. Yeah, yeah. So really and truly it was a page full of homes that I liked. Ah. That that's basically what it was. And they were more modern homes. Yeah, so yeah. if you like modern homes, similar to how, how the homes are in like Dubai or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. mm. then you would like my page. Yeah. And that that was the main thing. And have you leveraged um the following you have on Instagram to go to other platforms or what's your strategy with that? Is it sort of like just killing yeah. on Instagram or are you thinking you know, so based with, on my clientele I can go to another platform? So we, we can do like we can do TikTok, we yeah. can do YouTube. Yeah. But it was more like the the f it. So I have a problem of focusing on way too many yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> like I think we all do, bro. And I know yeah, yeah, if yeah. I like focus too much on the TikTok, focus too much on the YouTube, yeah, yeah. then and I just know that it's it's not going to be done properly, yeah, or Instagram yeah. is going to get left. Yeah. So Instagram worked for us, and there was a transactional value to it. Yep. So yeah, that yeah. was the main thing. The, the money yeah, it, it yeah, comes, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. coming through Instagram. Yeah. So now it's more about like. Now I've got a team in place. So now we're actually building out the YouTube and building out the TikTok. Okay. So yeah. all the other channels to make sure that we're doing it properly. Because that was our next question, like, because we haven't got a lot of time, but I just yeah. wanted to know, like, obviously Instagram now for you is like a cash cow in the sense mm. that you can get money from actually selling mm. and get money from advertising and mm. all sorts. So it's like, what's the vision for that going forward now? Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, we just want to go on, like, some practical steps that, mm. you know, you can tell your younger self, okay, you're starting from fresh. Mm. Practical steps on how to maybe build this following or how to just get started, maybe doing the same thing. And yeah. then we'll go from there. So, yeah. So, in terms of the vision, mm. with Million Pound Homes, I look, because it's a lead generation platform, I realised that um, we don't control the customer journey. We just basically somebody contacts us and then we pass on the lead. Mm -hmm. But in terms of that process of even like them, the person that comes through knowing what service they need mm -hmm. or even upselling other services. So somebody might come through and like I said, say their budget's three million pounds. Yeah. Um, I want to buy a home, but you is your budget really three million pounds? Mm -hmm. Is it four million pounds mm -hmm. or is it two million pounds? Mm -hmm. Is it, do you need a mortgage? Do you not need a mortgage? And mm -hmm. what type of mortgage are you gonna need? Or do you need to do work? Do you need to do renovations? Can you actually buy a plot of land, get land mm -hmm. with planning and then build your home? Yeah. So what I realized is that if it, I can speak to everyone, but it, it doesn't make sense yeah. at a certain point. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to build a platform that would personalize that journey so that at least they would be able to figure out, okay, what stage they're at and what they can do. And here's all the additional options. Mm, almost like a platform version of like a type form that qualifies you into certain different so, so I would say like a more personalized right move. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, okay, yeah. got so you. So if you, so that like was that. the, the tech element mm. that we were introducing to yeah. Million Pound Homes, yeah. that kind of thing. It's essentially a portal marketplace, yeah, however you want to position yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where we raise investment in order to actually build that platform mm -hmm. and move to that next stage. Yeah. So when we were doing that, we were going out to different agents, different developers, and they were like, look, we like your platform, but show us that social media stuff. So I'm like, mm. okay, cool. We can tie both of them into it. So now what we're doing, we've I split it slightly. So we've got Million Pound Homes, we've got MPH Social. And MBH Social is a social media marketing agency. Mm. So basically, we build up the channels for other agents, other developers, other people in property businesses. Yeah. And we've been doing that for the last three months. Okay. 
and that has been a great experience yeah. and now we can tie in the tech element to mm. that experience to MBA yeah. to social so we're growing both of them basically that's a, at this that's, moment in the time. That's a fantastic. I mean, I want to get to that last question with, yeah. with the advice and stuff, but bro, mm. that is phenomenal to be fair. It's as crazy well. because what you've what you've done is because I've seen in the last ten years the amount of social media agencies that popped up and made loads of money. Yeah. yeah. But you've actually tailored it almost into like the property space and found ways to kind of fit in that pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are looking for those sort of homes can come to you and really get a clear picture of what they're after. Mm-hmm. And you can articulate and because you had that, that experience from property, you can actually articulate it and explain yeah. And, yeah. and kind of help them along that journey. to put. So it's like property sourcing, but like another level of it. Yeah, yeah no, I like just want to add as well that I just love the fact that you didn't let how you look or your age be a factor. Facts, like yeah. you literally just went for high end straight in. Like, this is what I want. This yep. is the, and it came so natural. You know what I mean? This yeah. came from a natural interest. And from that, You've created like your own business from it. Yeah, your so own lane as well. There's, there's your like, own name, I've, your I've, own branding. I know what I love about it, bro. Before this podcast, I'll be very real with you. Mm. People wouldn't know that. Yeah, you, yeah. Know what I'm saying? you're not gonna I know. I don't have a clue. Yeah, yeah. And and it goes out to people that are listening. Sometimes, and I've been following yeah, that page. Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to link. You don't have oh, to be wow. the guy that's like, <laughs> hi guys, I'm the guy that's you know selling homes. You're just seeing pictures, your pictures. Obviously, we spoke that networking event and I. I, was pick, I could hear him speaking. I was picking his brain. I said, "Nah, this, there's more to this. There's more. There's there. more to this that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that meets the eye, basically." But I like um, that. the fact that um, you found that lane is, is fantastic, and I'll, I'll, just to get your thoughts on the prop tech space as well, just yeah. where it's at, and you know, mm. yeah, why should people should be interested in that space as well? So, um, so tech in general, mm. whether it's prop tech, fintech, um, whatever tech. Mm should always be explored, especially I would say f- we're, we're younger, but mm. it should be explored by everyone, but we have an advantage, mm. uh, yeah. I would say that. So it has to be explored because mm. it's going in that direction, whether you like it or not. That's it. So, um, but from a business perspective, it can just reduce your costs and make your business more efficient. Mm. So if you want to look at it from, like if you run a, an estate agents, mm. basically, yeah. you need to do, um, anti-money laundering checks. Yeah. Mm. How are you going to do that check? You're going to use a tech platform in order to do that check, to do background checks mm. and do it within a certain amount of minutes and it's gonna cost you pounds. So I don't know how they did it before, but I can imagine it was a lot longer and yeah, a lot yeah, more expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's going, it's going to be saving businesses money. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you wanna start your own tech business, there's obviously, um, I would say there's, multiple benefits of, of starting a, a, a tech business, mm. but as I said, efficiency, but even if you look at the the valuations, um, the ability to scale a tech business yeah, is yeah, much yeah. easier than yeah, a, yeah. a service-based business. Yeah, yeah. Um, the places that it can take you to is just much, it's just different yeah. compared mm-hmm. to a, a service-based business. Yeah. There's a lot of limitations because you have to look at manpower yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah. So you can scale without having to yeah, hire other people. You, you, can scale, you can scale much easier. Yeah. I would say with the prop tech industry in the UK now though, mm. the problem is, is that, well, it's still new. So there's only been, you know, the big biggest exit is Zoopla yeah. um, and Home Track, which Zoopla bought, yeah. but there hasn't been that many big exits in PropTech, mm-hmm. so we don't really know what the cap is on the market. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a disconnect between property businesses and PropTech mm-hmm. businesses. Explain. What, what so, if I'm an estate agent yep. and I've been doing it 20 years, and this guy comes in and says, "I've got this amazing app mm-hmm. that can save your buyers 20 percent 
um, time or whatever it is, yeah. do I really care that much to implement your business yeah, into my business? When it's already kind of working. It already works. Yeah. Mm. So the industry's quite kind of old school as well. It is it's very old yeah. school. Mm. So there's a ma- so even if you look at there's like PropTech Association, mm. they are trying to get you know property businesses yeah. into it a bit more, but yeah. it's very difficult to because as I said, the estate agents they're happy doing what they're doing, yeah. or yeah. property business they're happy doing what they're doing is very old school. So. Yeah. If you look at the tech people, they sometimes they don't come from property backgrounds. So they think, look, this is, I have tried to buy a home. It was a terrible experience. I'm yeah. going to start a business now to try and resolve it. And then you start to realize that the reason why there was a disconnect is because it's you have to change the either the attitudes or the mindset of the people. So There's it's hard to the sell. Part that you have to onboard people as well. Like people need to mm. actually understand this is something new that I need to learn. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, yeah. like I have to start something new. So mm. there's that side of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. But yeah. if yeah. if they if people don't care to because their business works, then they're not going to. So it's just about finding that. Obviously, look, it's a main thing in business finding the pain points yeah. and then making sure that you can resolve those things. Yeah, so one of the main things that somebody needs to come up with is sales progression. Yeah. If yeah. somebody starts and there's been many people that have tried to do tech businesses around sales progression yeah. but it requires too many people to update so the agent has to update the mm-hmm. conveyance has to update the mortgage broker oh, has to update man, so but are they all going to update to on the same platform one, yeah. they need to consolidate into yeah. one thing it. it has to be done so and but that is done, a massive problem yeah, mm. so if somebody actually solves that problem then they're gonna win they're gonna win yeah, yeah, yeah that's how you have to see Especially with PropTech, that's how you have to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not the yeah. obvious things like, oh, it's hard to find a home. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it is hard to find yeah. a home. What but makes the process easier, exactly. faster, more streamlined. Exactly. 100%. So, um, yeah. but yeah, no, that, so PropTech is just, it's, it's, uh, it's still early mm. and there's still a lot of scope to grow within the next few years. Okay. So I would say, you know, just explore different ideas and, and test the market. It, Build so your, much, your MVP yeah. and, and see see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the last part now. No, sorry, one more okay, question before that one. Yeah. How much have you, have you raised any money for your crop tech business? Yeah, so I raised just under 200K. Okay. So amazing. one of the, um, so like the home, one of the homes that we sold, yeah. the wow. the seller invested. Amazing. Um, it's crazy how you help someone and then they invest. It's happened yeah. so many times, I've seen it so many times as well. Yeah. So that's like what we were saying, add value. Yeah, and yeah. then it, it, it naturally, the the, it, yeah, it will yeah, come. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we had another investor reached out to you through LinkedIn. Mm. Um, so I was doing outreach via LinkedIn. Amazing. And then just sending him my concepts. Mm. And this guy, he just sold his business for a silly amount. Um, I think to Microsoft. Mm. And um, reached out to him had a call for about 30 minutes mm. he's like yeah i'm in yeah. literally like that he's like, <laughs> that's it yeah i'm in that's it and then wow. um i don't know if you like um like S- i don't know if you know like seis eis all that kind of stuff yeah no no i'll, I'll go into it briefly yeah. but basically it's about raising money and people need to know this when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when raising money no, so lesson, um seis is based if your business is under two years yeah. um i can't remember if the other um um, things that you need to, but it was under two years, that was one of the main things. Mm. And I think it needs to be like a tech business. Yep. The government has an initiative where if you are looking to raise, I think up to, now it's up to 250, but if you're looking to raise up to 250, 250K, yep. then you can raise that under SCIS and EIS. Wow. And SCIS just basically means that any investor that gives you, let's say 10K, the government will give them back 50% of that through tax. Wow. And if the business fails, they'll give, give them another 25%. Wow. So really and truly, the, the investor can look at it like this. If I've got 10K, I give it to you, I get about seven and a half. Yeah. I lose two and a half. 
so that's how most tech businesses mm. at the beginning are raising money mm. so the government's just giving them this tax rebates tax oh, rebates wow, wow. tax that's rebates nuts. yeah yeah so mm. one of the investors that i um one of the investors that i got i said to him look give me double the amount that you're going to give me mm. and you'll get X amount free, back free tax. Mm. He's he's from the UK, but he's based in Canada at the moment. Yeah. But he's obviously got some income here. Yeah. At first he was like, mm, not sure about it. But then I think it was half, a couple of hours before the end of the tax deadline. Mm. He was like, yeah, let's do it. So I take all the paperwork uh, in and, and, wow. and make it happen. But you get 50% back through tax and then EIS you get 30% you get 30 back 30% back through tax mm. so if you're raising money for your business it's almost like a no-brainer yeah, to yeah, yeah. tell people look SEIS EIS mm. go and get registered that's how a lot of businesses are raising money and that's amazing that wow. is amazing yeah. I, w- I want to hear practical steps on that now do you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I need to explore that in another episode yeah yeah, tech yeah, stuff, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's why you know we brought Kofi I think you know the tech space prop tech space is booming Raising finance as well in that space is just different. Mm. I don't know, like people have, you know, raising a million pounds for a startup, for example, is sort of just normal. It's not It's not yeah. even a thing. Within property is a bit more, oh wow. It's just like a nuance yeah. for us that are coming from property background yeah. to hear that you're raising funds just like that, mm. yeah. through that way. It's like, yeah. But okay. remember, if you then think about it through the EIS, SEIS, then yeah. you start to realise why people exactly. are raising X amount. Like there's a lot more, obviously property is asset backed, mm. etc. But in the tech space because of EIS and SEIS it makes it exactly. a lot makes well people from the outside won't see that they won't know that sort of yeah. thing yeah quite common thing um, but, um, actionable steps 100% yeah actionable steps give us some last two, two yeah, tips for, so, for, yeah, for, yeah. for your and younger self and just before self. that I want people listening this is your opportunity to get pen and paper and write this part down because it's going to give you practical steps so yes yeah. please yeah um, talking to your younger self yeah i say actionable steps um, so if I was like I'd say go back to there's different points, obviously. But if I was like 14, for example, mm. as I said, I didn't think I was that smart. Um, I wasn't really sure what I was gonna do. Um, I left school uh, forcibly, kicked out of school before I got sent to Ghana. Mm. So I just wasn't really sure what what I could do. But um, I would have just said t- to myself that just figure out what I enjoy, and then sort of double down on it cool. because then I will be willing to learn more about it. And then at a later stage, I would have been able to figure out whether it's a career or passion or whatever it is. Um, so I would have done that when I was younger, that when I was like 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely at like 21, I would have said, for example, I didn't believe I was that entrepreneurial, but I like I can solve problems. Mm-hmm. So at work, I would always be the person that would be like, this don't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. what, what what are we doing here? Like, can we can we do something else? And that doesn't get rewarded at work if there's a strict sort of guideline yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on what you need to do. So if you if you enjoy what you do or you're at work or whatever it is and you see problems, you like to solve it. Um, obviously you have to look at the environment that you're in. If it rewards it, yeah. then great. If it doesn't reward it, go and find another environment, whether it's your own business or another company that rewards you being a problem solver mm. um, and fixing things in creative ways. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also actually um, in terms of growing your Instagram page mm. as well what practical steps would you give someone like that because yeah. we can all benefit Finish from the that last practical step and then yeah, yeah. give that yeah. one as well yeah. I would say um, last thing um, just just do it like I know you're thinking you might be thinking about something Thanks. 
Just mm. there's no point. Just yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 so yeah, even yeah. like when we we're talking about million pound homes, it was a long term plan strategy. This everyone t- there was no plan. Them, I just did it. That. I just did that. it, and <laughs> I was like, look, if it if it grows, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Then do you know what I'm saying. Yeah, now yeah. obviously you can't live your life like that. Yeah. But if you have an idea, especially when you're younger, if you ain't, I'm I'm getting married soon and mm. I'm renovating my home yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I can't be just be doing yeah. without. Mm. But especially when I was like younger, like early twenties, just do it. Doesn't matter. There's no like. It's not there's not much implications. If you have, for example, obviously you have to maybe look after your family or do certain things, and yes, you have to have a bit certain financial yeah. basis. Mm. Got you. But to some extent, you can still take certain risks outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you just need to do, just try, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you will learn as you go along. Facts. If you do for long enough, you will learn. Facts. Um, Facts. So yeah, I'd I'd say that that was the last thing. And oh, what, what was the I think he said um, no, growing, it's growing yeah, social growing. media. So now, um, obviously, there was cheat codes with certain things you could do on TikTok, certain things you can do on Instagram. It's mm. completely changed, mm. um, but it's just the quality of the content is 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 important. But one of the things that we look at a lot of the times is so on TikTok, if you look at like like count and um, over videos over the last six months in a particular field, you're gonna see certain videos that got 500,000 views, a million views or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you can just replicate that content in that, your own format. Mm-hmm. So if it's top 10 tips to find a home in London, mm-hmm. you can replicate those videos. You can, um, and put it in your own spin, spin on it, but make sure you're consistent with it. Mm-hmm. So it's the landscape's changed, it's all content, but there's, it's almost like easier now because you can see what works on other platforms. Mm-hmm. You just have to be consistent. Right. Build up your own audience and then That's make sure that you can provide some value, transactional value. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. This was a great interview. Yeah, man. Great, great, great yeah, interview. Yeah, 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 and we're yeah. definitely gonna have to do a part two because yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we spoke uh, open air. doors with that. Text. Yeah, we spoke, yeah, spoke off air about just making sure that we don't end it here and just you know just just leave off here. So we'll talk and uh, mm-hmm. you know figure out what's next. But honestly, your story yeah. is quite unique and mm-hmm. uh, it's different. And you know, you're such a humble guy, even from when I met you in that network environment, just chilled, calm, but it just shows you, you know, people are doing some fantastic things out there. So don't, don't think, the, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It doesn't seem nothing. And don't limit yourself as well. Exactly. Think, think big, you know yeah. And there's money out there, guys. You know, that's there what this episode proves. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Where we'll can they soon. find you? By oh the yeah, way. yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, million pound homes yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, so come on, come on, come on, branding, 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 branding right there. Million pound homes. That, that's the company name. Mm-hmm. And then um, personal Kofs BK K O F S B K. That's my future billionaire. I'm just saying it now. Future billionaire. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it, guys. I can say it first. I'm saying. But yeah, guys, make sure you follow the page and follow us as well. Why not? Yeah. And we'll speak to you guys soon, man. Stay blessed, stay invested. Peace. Peace. Peace.